1: Good morning everyone. It is Thursday morning, October the five, twenty twenty three. Good old seven ten K US. I am Peter Boyle sitting in for George. He'll be back tomorrow. 710 K US open lines right now, but it's been it's been a really interesting morning to come back and do a weekly morning talk show. Uh Dick Wadhams was with us at seven o'clock this morning. We talked and we have been talking about politics in Colorado. Uh, and again, a quick reminder, I uh, have my own show, 9 a.m. on Saturday mornings, and studio will be Jimmy Walker, Dr. Daddio. So there's something called Occam's Razor, um, Alexander and the Knot. And all of this, and I've listened a little bit this week, all of these, um, I think, somewhat phony explanations for the voting that took place here in Colorado. Now, of all the states in the union, why does Colorado have two of the magic eight that get rid of the Speaker? Uh, Colorado Republicans vote to oust Kevin McCarthy as House Speaker. Ken Buck supported the ouster. Lauren Boebert backed Kevin McCarthy. Makes zero sense unless you take Occam's Razor. What was Ken Buck trying to do? Ken Buck was making his move to the right. Um, one, of the, well, the, one of the brilliant people that I have the opportunity to work with and work for has been Mark Crowley, who made this little picture of um, Ken Buck jumping right. On the other hand, and you would not expect her to do it, would be Lauren Bobert who jumps left. Why is she jumping left? And why is Uncle Ken jumping right? Well, the answer is very simple. They are paying homage to the issue that they need for their own re-election. Now, remember, he was CNN Ken, like, Yesterday afternoon, he was going to CNN, he was a total rhino, he was anything that these people wanted to call him, he was. And there was a lot of talk about somebody that one of the people I think I know that was going to primary from the right, not from the left or not from the maybe some intelligence central thinking, but rather was going to primer primary a challenge his his seat in a primary moving way far to the right and what did Ken just do blocked it <laughs> it was like part of you goes like when people can pull some stuff and it's so smart you weren't thinking of it and you're going damn man that was good so Ken Buck out of the um, clear blue of the western sky jumps in to oust Kevin McCarthy, who was more of his brother than Lauren Boebert. Now, Lauren Boebert, as we all know, has been, as the boys say, been jammed up. And and again, what's worse is she lied about it. Nah, man, don't, you know. And all the stories that were told about the theater, and it, it, it gave Channel 9 just the golden goose. But um, she's a little handsy there, you know, hey, you know, <laughs> way to go, Lauren. And smoking a vape and the pregnant lady sitting behind her. and She just looks arrogant and awful. So what must she do? Now, if none of those things had ever happened and her husband, her ex-husband, whatever, didn't get jammed up, apparently the guy that she was with is an Aspen guy. And I've been told by sources, and I don't know if it's true, I think it is, that he had, like, uh, drag shows in his bar and all that kind of stuff. That stuff is like, you're doing what, Lauren? You know, so what must Lauren do? Lauren's going to lay low like Johnson's wax. I mean, she's not getting back into that fight because it brings spotlight on Lauren Boebert. Not only has she been, you know— A bad girl, but now she's voting to oust Kevin McCarthy. So I and I listened. She was on a radio show with George yesterday and I was going to the gym and I heard it. i went, come on, please (laughs) turn up the heat. So we have that to talk about. And that's why they did it. (laughs) And so the other one is this um, editorial gets written against Dick Wadham's entitled What a Bunch of Dicks, Dick Wadham's. And the establishment screwed the GOP. And um, it was uh, signed by Ken DeGraff, conservative Republican. Right away, Dick had talked to Dick right away. He's extremely angry about it. And he said he thinks that Dave Williams wrote it and went after Dave Williams and, in fact, calls Dave Williams a liar this morning on the show. I know Dave. Oh, I'm trying to get Dave on the show, and we have not gotten a return. But just the first part of this thing I know isn't true. And they talk about that John Hickenlooper's 2010 victory that made the GOP a a minor party. And they put Dick in it. but Waddam's in it. Guys, I was involved very much with that, with Tom Tancredo and Dan Mays and the late Frieda Poundstone. Remember how that went down. And we had some responsibility in the private life of Bill Ritter. Bill Ritter was the governor. Remember, he quit. And it was because of some uh, your hanky and your panky. And we pointed out there was more hanky than there was panky. And Bill Ritter dodges a bullet and ends a once was a a friendship. But this is what's interesting about the truth. <laughs> if you can do what you want to do But if you tell the truth, you're going to be fine. So Bill Ritter resigns. It opens the door. They'd already done a screw job. The Republican Party hated Tom Tancredo, screwed Tancredo over. If I was going to do the show tomorrow, I'd I'd have Tancredo on to talk about it. Remember Dan Mays, who wrote a a book, and he he went, went, went after me. I went, oh, boy, faint praise. So Mays was the Tea Party guy. What almost made the GOP a minor party is they charged Wadams with that. No, Dick had nothing to do with it. Uh, Tommy T, we met. He called me up. It was a Saturday afternoon. And I got on my motorcycle and I went on. I met him at a a place down off of uh, Santa Fe. And he said, I'm going to run. And I'm going independent. And I said, you're my guy. I do whatever you want to say anyhow. So Tommy jumps in. The Republican Party that had nothing to do with Wadhams, they continue to back Mays. <laughs> it's like a total fraud. He's a fraud. and But they, went, they wrote this. Dick Wadhams, although a f- the former chairman of the Colorado GOP, as a prime example of the problems that plague Republicans. While he wags his finger, he ignores his tenure that was marked by a series of electoral failures to include John Hickenlooper's 2010 victory that almost made the GOP a minor party. Um, to this young man, DeGraff, <laughs> dude, I don't know what history books you're reading or whom you're talking to, Wattams well, wasn't involved in that on any or all levels. And they went on to charge him as making money, and he said he hasn't made any money since they're not taken a check from the state Republican Party since 2011. It's a pretty long time to get charged with that. But I, and he did tell us, and I, my good friend John Eastman, who I, John Eastman's still he's still getting he's getting checks from the g o p damn, I keep up with John because we're friends. <laughs> I only wish him the best and they're gonna yank his his ticket his license to practice law and he's also been part of the rico in Georgia that Donald Trump's part of so then Donald Trump in New York and uh Donald Trump is back in court. This this trial, uh, fraud trial, as is, they're saying, he's responsible for his financial statements, and I've been watching this as much as I suspect all of us have. But Trump is doing business in New York, and so they're bringing up people that, in the vernacular of the street, they rolled on him. Which is going to happen a lot uh, when I, I I really expect Eastman to roll. I really do. I mean, he's that kind of a guy that he'll roll on Trump. But um, he is the engineer, the guy that wanted to, you know, abate the the Constitution on that terrible day. But you got Donald Bender rolled on him and all these different people rolled on Donald Trump. We will see. I don't know what the outcome is going to be. But how do you see all this, I guess, is what I'm asking you. And um, what's going to happen? D- I mean, right now, these guys voted with the Democratic Party, and they they knocked Kevin McCarthy out of the box. And it depends on who you read. that Some of this stuff is personal, that um, Ga- Gates had a Jones uh, real bad, had a Jones on McCarthy, and so he led the attack. McCarthy said, well, okay, if you want me out, and I think it was last, I think it were talking to Bonneville last night, Joe Cannon, I think, did that challenge and withstood the challenge. So why does it matter? Well, there's all these blow-up points, but there's a civil war inside the Republican Party. There's a civil war, and how are they going to resolve it? How are you going to resolve the impossible? Because these people spend more time tearing themselves down than they ever do in doing the right thing. And also in this uh, too many dicks or a bunch of dicks, they're they're talking about their candidates. Tina Peters, Ron Hanks, like Ron Hanks was gonna beat Michael Bennett. (laughs) When? Um, This is a guy taking a rifle and shooting, was it copy machines or whatever he was doing and pretending they were Dominion voting machines. Uh, Tina Peters, my heavens! Uh, I, I, I think she's um, going to pull a little time. But so they wrote. Um, they tell voters the cycle after cycle, Republicans nominate their milk toast candidates, and campaign with their unconvincing messages. When the G, when will the GOP win again? Well, tell that to Senator Joe O'Day or to Secretary Pam Anderson. They ra- actually ruined Pam Anderson. They did. By the way, has anyone heard anything from either of these flag bearers in our fight against totalitarianism? Nor have I. Silence is deafening. Well, I don't know what role Wadams played in that, but so, too, if, if this guy wrote it, uh, Ken DeGraff, do you really think Ron Hanks would have beaten Michael Bennett? Ron Hanks was your boy. He was your candidate, man. <laughs> it's like, did I run We're going to run Ron Hanks Because he's going to beat Michael Bennett Let's stick Tina Peters in there <laughs> You know yeah. And there is this term about Drinking your own Kool-Aid And then something else And we'll go to the phones Something else has dawned on me That Trump and Biden Need each other They absolutely need each other To uh, to continue And um, Again, I think everything happens in professional wrestling, but having been around those guys a long, long time and listened to people talk, uh, he came home to Denver to, uh, he knew that his end was pending and became a wonderful friend. Dr. Death, Steve Williams, Doc and I, and I used to go on remotes, and Doc rode a Harley also, rode a motorcycle, and Doc and I would ride together, and I would take him with me. On remotes, more people came to see Doc than they certainly ever came to see me. He was a legend, uh, was a true great professional wrestler. It was just, he fought in the shoots in Japan? I mean, he's just tough and just as gentle as they come. And um, I went to Doc's funeral. That was a, that was a heartbreaker. But he always talked about, and and Flair did the same thing. Flair, when I had two opportunities to speak with Flair on a one-on-one. And Flair would talk about me and Ricky. That's what he talked about. And that was Ricky the, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Me and Ricky made money. Um, when Doc talked about the junkyard dog, whose real first name was Sylvester, and he said, me and Sly, we made money. Um, Doc is the, the white heel. Uh, the dog is the black baby um they filled south arenas florida north georgia i mean that whole mid south thing and, and and in fact doc once told me that remember back when people had vans like really cool vans and uh they had a tricked out van with like beds in it or something uh the the, the marks burned it, <laughs> it was like like making georgia or something doc told me the story He said uh, the, the the cops came into the locker room and said, whatever you do, you know, don't go back out there because the Marks figured out it was your van and they burned it. But he knew that he could not make the money without having the dog. and The dog knew he couldn't make the money without having Doc. Ric Flair, probably the greatest runs in Ric Flair's money making time, although who knows what? Flair made wear is when it was the, the feuds between he and this other legend, Ricky the Dragon steamboat. And they needed each other legitimately. Rick could have not gone in there and done a Broadway and had him hanging from the rafters and gotten ten grand for that night. Ricky could have not walked in that room with anybody else and pulled and they call it a Broadway. Sixty minutes was a Broadway. And it's inside their, it's their 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 verbiage, but they would say you know and there's and if you think about it how much they needed each other so Biden and Trump this light goes on last night because I'm gearing up to come and do a Georgia show they they need each other and Trump is only polling well because of Biden. the only reason Donald Trump is polling well is because of Biden. And conversely, the, um, the hatred for Trump comes through the Democrats, but it's called not the other guy. Does that make sense to you? That the only reason Donald Trump has this great polling number is because Joe Biden, and you can have, I mean, I, Kelly and I were talking, he's going to play that Michael Jackson music, did you get an opportunity to watch Joe Biden walk the picket line? First of all, it was just amazing that a president would come and walk a picket line. And if you look at the faces on the UAW guys, and it turned out when Trump goes to speak, these guys are being paid. They're being paid to show up and hold signs. I mean, I mean the, the old union guys that I grew up with and worked with, they, they I mean, they, they wouldn't have tolerated it. And I suspect these UAW guys, they they said they didn't want Trump there, so he went to another place. But look at this and think you're really actually seeing the truth. So I've been taking some, some you know, some people being upset about the show, and okay, fine. But what that gets down to is I'm not doing the radio show that you want. That's all it is. And who will become the speaker? Um Scalise, Jim Jordan, and there's some thought on the internet sites that um, there's a guy named Kevin Hearn, he's a conservative, that they expect him to throw his hat into the ring. But this is the Civil War. And the Democrats, you notice every Democrat voted, get rid of them. <laughs> get rid of them. Why? Because they, some, on some level, I think they predicted what would happen. And what do they do? They make the Republican Party, which is really hard to do, to make them look worse than they are. <laughs> you think about it. Um, how, what, did they, what did they do when every Democrat and his mother vote for you know, dismissal? Why? It's <laughs> Fairly simple. But why does Ken Buck do what he does, and why does Lauren Boebert not do what she does? It has zero to do with a speaker who's going to be the speaker of the house. Nothing to do with it. Um, it's All right, so it is your turn. 303-696-1971. Tree, tree, Hang on to your hats. There's nobody on the phones. Do you, actually, do you believe any of this anymore? Is there anything that you go, okay, God, that's true. 303-696-1971. Back after this, gotta do this. Did you watch Joe Biden on the picket line? I mean, right out of this, like Michael Jackson does those amazing dance moves. And then one after another, and then pretty soon all the zombies. And by the way, they do that on the 16th Street Mall on Halloween morning. They come and do the thr- they do the Thriller dance, and um, people learn the Thriller dance. I'm one of the kids who had the Thriller dance down. Turn up just a little bit, but I'm watching Joe Biden and the UAW strike line, and these guys are looking at him, and he's doing this, he does that mechanical turns, and his hands go up and. His voice drops. It's Michael Jackson. (laughs) Crank him up. Joe. Do it, Joe. Do it, Joe. (laughs) And You would expect the UAW workers to get behind him and they do that phalanx, you know, and play Thriller, man. He looks so bad. I just. (laughs) How talented was this guy? How twisted was this guy? Michael Jackson. Ah, uh, anyhow, that that was when when I watched when I watched Slow Joe out there on the strike line. It was like, man, my man. All right, here we go. We go to Dennis. You're on the radio show. Good morning, and thank you. Well, howdy, thank
3: you, thank you. Now you talk about old time radio. I yeah. just love your stories.
1: Thank you, thank you. We're oh, de- like wow. I said, they
3: just such a treat. The man's you gonna, go to the 60s,
1: 70s? Not that early, but it <laughs> feels like it. <laughs> feels like it.
3: Well, you're hung with some people from the 60s.
1: That's right. Oh, no, it is true. That's,
0: <laughs> it's
1: a, and But if you remember the 60s, remember the great line, you really weren't there. Anybody yeah. anybody says they remember, like, I remember, like, so, no, you don't. I mean, if you did... Were you truly there? Well,
3: you know, I was up in King Carl, you know, back when we was still horse.
1: Oh, yeah. Anyhow, you called for a reason.
3: Yeah, I was, uh, you remind me of uh, James Garner. He used to do a 12 to 5, 12 a.m. to 5 a.m., and he would never get a call. And I always felt so sorry for that guy. And he would finally get a call, and the guy would talk for thirty seconds and then hang up. And James Garner was says, "No, hang around. I need to talk."
1: <laughs> no, we've had pretty much full lines all morning. I don't know the point.
3: Oh, it was just uh, I was feeling reminisce, you know. Oh, okay. So yeah, I mean, and I, was, t- yeah, I
1: don't. I don't even know the guy's name. Where did Where did he work?
3: He
1: was uh, worked here. Oh heck what
3: uh, was apparently were uh, 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 Rockford. He was Rockford. Oh James, you're talking about the,
1: the actor. No that's that was yeah. that was James Gardner played
3: James Gardner. He went didn't Right. He, and he used to work for KNUS no, and twelve to five. No, yeah, I'm sorry.
1: Played. Sorry he did not. That's not true. I apologize. But I, I there was a guy I'm being told by the boss there was a guy by that name that worked here but it's not that it's not James Gardner, the actor. It's not him. It was just the same wow, name. I
3: good have swore it was. Well, wow. once again. Well, anyway, I'm so honored to have spoke with you because you're a legend in yeah. my book, and you're you know, a f- and you know, I'm serious, man. I mean, when, there, when there's a book full of names, you're gonna be in it.
1: We'll see what happens next. Thanks for your time. Yeah. Thank you. All, right. Right. All right, we go to Charlie. Charlie on a radio show, man. 303-696-696. Right. <laughs>
0: Well, that's minor if it's a pilot light. You just got to re it. You turn it off, and then you wait a while, and then you put pilot on. I guess he tried to, and it didn't. Well, he's got to take... Why
1: Why do I think we're listening to something that has nothing to do with the show?
0: There, there's a little tube. All right. There's a little tube in there. It's about an inch long. It's Uh called a thermocoupler. You Uh got to reach in there and clean that a little bit. All right. And if that doesn't work, you might have a, a gas regulator going out. Huh. How old is it? It's probably at least 10. Hold on a minute. Hold on a
1: minute. Sure. Want to do a radio show?
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, well, tell me, about, tell me tell me a little about the pilot and the little tube. I want. To, who were you we talking to?
0: Uh, I had to have the phone on. My daughter called me. She's got an oh. emergency. I'm, I don't know. And I was on hold. Peter. No. Yes, sir. Long time. Listen, I'm an old dude. I got this idea. I've been a long time listening.
1: I, you want to, listen, I can put you on hold. Your daughter, hold on a minute. Your daughter's uh, your daughter's more important. I'll bring you back.
0: Oh, that's okay. Hold on a minute. All
1: right.
0: I'll call her back.
1: I no, man. Take care of your kid.
0: I'm trying to... Well, she's a growing a job. I'm 80-year-old plus.
1: Right. That's okay, brother.
0: Listener. I'm still riding a bicycle, too. All right, man. I got this crazy idea about frozen assets and about Russia's frozen assets. Mm-hmm. Has anybody thought about... I'm freezing these, some of these assets and use them against Putin and use them in the, I, I, instead of spending I, 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 our money in Ukraine.
1: Brother, listen, stop. I don't think we're holding Russian assets.
0: We've got $2 billion, Pete.
1: Who froze the assets? Oh, no, the... Stop, 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 stop. Who froze Russian assets in this country?
0: Well, that's 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 what's going on.
1: No, 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 no. Answer my question, please. I, we have we have frozen assets of the Iranians. I don't
0: no, think. Oh, we got frozen assets of Russia.
1: what I mean, who did that?
0: The U.S. government. No,
1: I mean I say no and, too quickly. Who was pre, who was who was president when they froze Russian assets?
0: Oh, let's see. Uh, it was uh, just before the war.
1: Which before war? Right who? Which war? <laughs> so, what,
0: what? When did the war start? A year and a half ago? Two years?
1: They froze Ukrainian assets in this country?
0: No, they froze Russian assets. Oh. Billion right. dollars worth of okay. frozen. All right. Uh, all over Europe. big corporate banking, the, 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 the banks in Europe, frozen assets of over $200 billion. Let's, let's unfreeze some of them, using, use them against Russia. They use it for war. The war, let him eat some of his own bullets.
1: But the the war machine and I did a we did a video yesterday on it. The war machine loves what's taking place. They oh are, yes, they're, I they're, they're selling equipment. They're selling.
0: Oh yes, it's money.
1: Of course it is, and it's blood money. But um, I I mean I I'll, I'll, I'll take a long hard look this afternoon. Would you well, please? No, of course I, I will. I'm so
0: just what, no goat. I don't know. No man, man, you quit that. So, i the war with the frozen, unfreezing. No, nah, but see
1: the the money. Yeah, if they if they're given money, and it's this is the question that was being. Do do we really want to be involved in this in this war? We
0: are involved. Oh,
1: I know that, but do we really want to be there? And my answer is no, we don't.
0: Politically, we have to. Nah,
1: I mean, there's a there's a concept and it's called a tripwire war and yeah. world world war 1 was a tripwire and you <laughs> and eventually you know you, you're going to you're going to cross over and right now the united states of america is indirectly on some levels and directly on other levels fighting against the russians and it, it it we will eventually they keep screwing around and screwing around eventually they will trip the wire and then it's going to be Katie bar the door
0: well uh I don't know who has the authority to uh, use some of these assets and uh, you know what the hell is the sense of having frozen well, assets the,
1: well in the case of the Iranian and Jimmy carter that's what I'm asking about presidents. But Jimmy Carter froze the Iranian assets when when the Ayatollah arrives and they overthrow the Shah. I vaguely remember some well, of that. That, that. But most recently, and it was under Obama, mm-hmm. that the um, Iranians under the mullahs needed armaments. And mm-hmm. so they were going to be – so all this money is in, in being frozen, state frozen in the country. So – it was Northrop and, you know, all the prime defense, the war machine. Mm-hmm. They go to Barack Obama and they go, um, they're going to take that money and they're going to spend it with the French, the Germans, mm-hmm. the British, and you know, the, the other arms dealers. So
0: Right, it's always about the
1: money. <laughs> of course it is. And so Obama sends, um, the secretary sends John Kerry, to meet with the mullahs, and I always said the second he walked in the room, the mullahs had him. And But all of that money, the real pressure on releasing that money came from the prime defense contractors on the Obama administration.
0: Just recently, oh, yeah. uh, Sunday, they had an article about Germany. They've got uh, an engineering company over there making sophisticated, sure. complex weapon systems. Sure. And- them, selling them to Russia.
1: Sure. Who's better than the Germans? Germany. That no, makes... nobody. No, no. When it comes to building armor and all that kind, yeah, you know. if you think about it, the, how sad this is. When was the last time German tanks were in the Ukraine? Mm-hmm. World War Two. Yeah. And and now German tanks are in the Ukraine. Or German armor, and it apparently appears on both sides. Mm-hmm. But who's making the money?
0: <laughs> well, it's just uh, it goes around.
1: No, the the armaments, the the war machine makes the uh, money.
0: That's just always been. Thank you. It's it's always been that way. But someone has to have authority to say, "Listen, we're being suckered here." You bet. <laughs> hey, let's let's let's. Let's do something to hurt the guy.
1: I, I agree. Well, I don't even hurt the guy. I, I just think it's just.
0: All we're doing is poking him a little st- bit. We want to st- hurt him.
1: St- no, man. You, I'm telling you, there are certain people, there are certain, there are certain hornet's nests you just don't want to kick.
0: Well, that's true. All over Europe, probably.
1: No, the Europeans are, they, 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 they're, they're frightened as well. But who are they more afraid of? Look, I mean, when you look at internally with the French, and the French have been really, really smart about staying the hell out.
0: Yeah, that's true. in
1: Yeah, but, but no one, the Germans are making money. The Poles are, you know, whatever the Poles are doing. Uh, and these are people that, they're Jones, and they have long memories on, mm-hmm. uh, on, on what happened. But yeah. I don't know, man. Eventually I out. will find I Charlie, that was a good lead, man. Thanks. I'll take a look.
0: Yeah, okay. Have a good day. You too, brother.
1: Thank you, man. 303-696-1971. So who's the good guys and who's the bad guys? I for the life of me. Anymore, I have no idea. I think they're all bad guys. If um and I mentioned, you know, how Biden and Trump really do need each other. And in, in a lot of these Republican um, website readings that you can do that are away from the crazy, they go, hey, hey the only the only Republican that cannot beat Joe Biden is Donald Trump. And conversely, <laughs> like the Biden people... And they, I think they're the people that got the kill hats on, they know that they got to get rid of Biden. This guy is more diminished every day and playing, you know, thriller. But did you watch him on that picket line? What an indicator. He is, he's what? Diminished. Maybe that's a kind word. This guy, and you watch him speak or you watch him move. And you know that this guy's got problems, huge problems. And yet, on the other hand, as I said, they need each other at this point to support each other. That Trump is polling well because of Biden. And Biden, conversely, that hatred for Trump infuses the Democratic base. And here's two candidates who only survive and the term is called not the other guy. Do you believe that? Um, I, I mean, I certainly do. That you can, the, the bugaboo, the scary thing in the dark is Donald Trump for the Democrats and is Joe Biden for the Republicans. But now people have taken these things to levels that, that the, the lies are, you know, beat the truth by, by miles. And, they, and and when they're beaten, when the Republicans are beaten, they don't understand why they're, this insane thought process that they have that we've listened to this morning, that, that they, 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 there's no such thing. We, 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 we really won. It was stolen from us. No, you just got beat. <laughs> it's like you got beat. And the moment you come to terms with you got beat, then maybe, because the truth always sets people free. I want your turn. 303-696-1971. Maybe I can talk to Billy about getting this uh, state rep, Ken DeGraff, on. And Dick said he didn't write this. He He said Dave Williams wrote it and didn't want to put his name on it. What a bunch of dicks. Okay, 303-696-1971. we ready to pull the pin. We're getting ready down the line to take a break. Uh, first timeline, second time. lines are wide open this morning. 303-696-1971. Why do you think Ken Buck voted the way he did? Why do you think Lauren Boebert did not? Serious questions. Why do you think Ken Buck voted the way he did? And why do you think Lauren Boebert did not? Is it this elaborate you know, BS that you hear, or is it the basic facts of life? It's the um the the notion that comes. And it said Occam's razor. That's why. 710 KUS. Everybody, 710 K US. This is Denver's Talk Station. I'm Peter Boyles. Spilling in for George. He's back tomorrow. It's about uh, nine minutes before the hour of ten o'clock, jammed up lines. We go here to Mike and Littleton. Hey, Mike, you're on a radio show. Good morning.
2: Good morning, Pete. Uh, I don't know if this will connect to much, but um, I, for one, I am happy that uh, McCarthy got the boot. Um, to me, he had a big job to do. He had a year to do it. His big job to do was to get 12 appropriations bills ready to go and to the Senate before the deadline. He was nowhere close to accomplishing that. I don't care how. Um, well, I would hope that ah, easy. Lauren Boebert and um, Ken Buck voted him out because he wasn't doing his job. But I highly doubt that was the reason.
1: There you go. I think you're spot on. But why did the rest of the party not go along with the ouster? In other words, this yeah. the, these eight, and I I, I, can, I I don't know the others.
2: But well, I'll. I, I believe that uh, what I've heard, McCarthy is a, a fundraising machine. He's a you know he'll he'll appear at any event, mm-hmm. fly around the country, and that's the problem with the whole process. It's all about raising money. It's mm-hmm. not about doing your job or mm-hmm. the principles of the country. Well, again, with it's but so that they, they support him because he's a he's a good well, moneymaker Tom Tancredo, for all of them,
1: Tom Tancredo, who I I, I love, Tancredo said. The minute you got elected, you began fundraising for the next one. And he said it was always your job was to bring in money. So anybody that they call them rainmakers, anybody that yeah. could bring in money, you want that guy. And I, I I come back to the Biden Trump, Trump Biden. They they need each other to raise money. They need each other. Um, and,
2: and yeah, well, you know. I don't. I don't. The fact that he was McCarthy was raising a bunch of money and not getting his primary job done, Mm -hmm. which was, you know, the power of the purse and getting those bills done. Um, You know, we've got to break this process. We just can't keep it continuing. Again,
1: I'm not I would never argue against that because you're right. On the other hand, is why did Buck do what he did? Why did she do what she did? Because they are part of our the fabric of Colorado. And I think yeah. they're explicable. the others I don't know as a matter of fact i, I haven't even pursued knowing much about it, but did you hear Ginrich of all people come out yes. and oh i thought I thought he was really and I'm not always necessarily a big newt fan, but I thought he made the tremendous case on why did you do this
2: yeah, yeah um. You know, and, and the and the par- and the party politics. The knives are out for the whatever huh? oh, nine wow. or ten people that, wow. and they're they're going to go after them and cut them up and everything yeah. else. And it's just it's a waste of time. The can whole I, thing's can, a waste of time.
1: Can I ask you a legit question as a final question? Do you okay. Do you believe any of these people? No. <laughs> Shake I your do hand. Not. I, no, I know. I do no. not.
2: They lie no. to us every day. There you are.
1: When did you decide nope. that? When when I'm trying to write about this, when did you decide that the whole thing was a jitterbug? When what what how old were you and what happened?
2: Uh I'm I'm pretty slow, Pete. It's probably within the last <laughs> five No, I'm serious. Within the last five I'm a okay. political junkie. I All follow right. it close, but the last five years I turned off the TV. I got sick of the uh, Sunday shows uh, yeah. because it's all uh, you know. It, it just dawned on me that well, it's no. all a bunch of wine.
1: You are a very bright man.
2: I well, one, okay. let, me, I, I, let, no,
1: let me ask you another one. When is the all last? Right. When is the last time you watched a newscast on television from start to finish? <laughs>
2: I don't watch t v anymore no. I turned the t v off no, no. I, the last time I watched one was probably i don't know ten years ago maybe S-
1: start to finish
2: it's oh no. you know i i I'll, uh, i told you this before, but I go back way back to the days of you know uh, Carl Akers oh, yeah, star sure. yelling oh, and yeah, yeah. and so uh but somewhere in there, let's say ten ten years ago it was like. This isn't news. This is no, of course not. It's fluff. A, it's empty. It's empty. Mo, or
1: it's mommy news. We
2: got. We. I got. Mommy a, news. I,
1: I have a minute. I can't tell you how much. Oh, I appreciate oh, this call. It's a great way to end a remarkable four uh, hours. But
2: uh, well, thank you. I don't
1: know. Please thank you. But I'm saying to you, I have, I have come to the, as an old man, in you know in, in a young man's world, why you believe these people. I don't care who they are. Is beyond me.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, <laughs> I just I just hope people catch on quicker than I did. Um, yeah. You take care. They're good at it. Thanks, okay, man. Okay, take care. All
1: right, I think George is back tomorrow morning, and I got Daddy-O in studio. Uh, we do the radio show 9 to noon here on 710 KNUS on Saturday, and the one and only Dr. Daddy-O. Kelly Michaels, thank you, and thanks to Dick Wadhams, and that stirred the pot. Let's see what happens next. Take care, everybody. Thank you.